There's nothing worse than getting an episode back from your podcast editor, or editing it yourself, only to find the guest sounds great, but Zoom has recorded your laptop mic instead of the one in front of your face. It happens all the time. Whether you've already experienced it or you've been lucky so far, the next few minutes will save you a lot of heartache in the future. Welcome to The Helpful Podcaster. I'm Mark Stedman and I'm here to help you, the seasoned, soulful entrepreneur, build trust and create long-lasting, rewarding relationships with your podcast listeners. Atul Gawande is a doctor and he argues that even the most experienced professionals can make mistakes and that checklists can help prevent those mistakes. His book, The Checklist Manifesto, has been widely adopted by pros in industries ranging from aviation to healthcare. There are lots of tiny but really important things that we have to do to put our podcast episodes out, especially if we're recording with a guest. Most of the time, we only get one shot, so we've got to get it right. I've been editing podcasts professionally since 2016, and every client I've worked with has, at some point, had an issue that could have been prevented by following some pre-flight checks. And it's not just them either. On episode two of my long-running Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy show, I recorded a 90-minute episode from my laptop mic instead of my fancy XLR one. But it's not just about what mic gets recorded. I was on a Zoom call a couple of weeks ago with someone I've been emailing back and forth with for ages, and I got their name wrong. Luckily, that wasn't for a podcast, but a client of mine did exactly the same thing, and we had to keep it in the edit. As most guest recordings are done remotely, internet lag is an issue we have to deal with. If you don't know there's a lag, you might think your guest is being stony-faced and offended when actually they're just five seconds behind and waiting for you to finish speaking. It also helps... It also... Sorry. No. You... No. No. It's fine. No, you go. It also... Okay. It also helps to know that so you don't talk over each other. So then, here's my 20-point checklist for recording remote episodes with guests. Whether you use Zoom, Riverside, or StreamYard, the principles are pretty much universal. So, number one, is your mic turned on and working? Sounds obvious, but these things you sometimes... Honestly, the amount of times I've rocked up to a call uh, with a client, you know, I'm helping them facilitate something, and I can see their lips moving, but the the mic isn't on. Are your headphones plugged in and working? I was on a plane a couple of weeks back and I was sat next to my dad and he was playing music from his phone. He had his headphones on, but the music was coming out of his phone and he hadn't realised. And so I was just like, hey, that's it's actually playing out of your phone speaker. Um, you know, you might still hear sound coming from your computer, but if it's not coming from your headphones, then your mic is going to pick it up and that's that's going to be bad times. Number three, can you hear yourself through your headphones? Can you hear your voice? Because that will really help. You know, if you're sounding crunchy and crispy, then that might mean that your mic is turned up too far or you're really, really close to it. Sounds of rustling or other noises that you might not hear otherwise because mics are weirdly sensitive in that way. Number four, do you have a glass of water? It's good to have a quick drink beforehand. Make sure you're not dry, especially if you're going to be speaking for quite a while. So get yourself a a glass of water. Are you comfortable and relaxed? If you're interviewing someone, 
You want to make sure that you're nicely relaxed in the body and that your diaphragm is open. What you don't want is this sort of pinched sound that you will start to get if you're a little bit nervous. I'm sounding a bit more adenoidal and nerdy more than sort of nervous, but there's a there's a sound that sort of creeps up that's more at the top of the throat when you're a bit more nervous and, you know, perhaps a bit agitated and you just really want the interview to go well. And so it can sort of sound up there. Whereas if you kind of try and relax a bit and enjoy it and remember that it's a discussion and that this person is giving you time because they're interested to have this conversation with you and you don't have anything to prove, get yourself into that headspace. Take a couple of minutes if you need to. Do some breathing exercises and make sure that you feel relaxed. When I say make sure, that's again, that sounds, you know, you must, you must be relaxed. It's essential. But, you know, try and take that time. Don't go straight into a podcast recording from something else if you can, because again, you'll you'll sort of you'll be a little bit up up here rather than nicely sort of down here and nicely calm. Have you told anyone nearby that you're going to be recording? Are you going to be interrupted? Is a dog going to bark? I mean, if a doorbell rings, a doorbell rings, right? You can you can deal with that. That's that's a problem for future you or for your editor. But is there someone who's going to come in and ask if they can have a bag of crisps? Is your recording environment treated the way that you normally treat it? Are there things that you normally do to make your environment sound the best it can? For example, do you get a bunch of sheets to deaden the sound? Do you close your curtains so that sound isn't bouncing off the walls or the windows, that sort of thing? Are there things that you, is there an overhead light or air conditioning that you usually turn off again that's almost a little checklist mini checklist in and of itself but are there things that you normally do in your environment that you can make sure that you do and also add those to your to your checklist as well are you a fist's distance from your mic lots of clients i find after a while they sort of they get a bit more kind of relaxed and they're you know they're having a good time and they're just enjoying it and they're in the whole vibe of this is just a conversation and so they're leaning back but when they're leaning back they're not really talking to us and so it's one of the things to remember that if you're always a fist's distance or your usual distance from the mic, you're always going to sound great. Is your phone on do not disturb? Really important. Silence those notifications. If you've got a smartwatch uh, or an iPad or something nearby, make sure you silence those notifications as well. Have you quit any apps on your computer that you don't need running? The reason I bring this up is not so much beeping noises, although that's number 11. It's to do with fan noise and the amount of stress that your computer is under. If you're recording via something like Squadcast or Riverside or StreamYard, then your computer's going to be under a bit of strain. It's trying to keep up with the conversation. It's relaying your stuff up to the cloud. It's also bringing back your guest down from the cloud. It's also recording to your hard drive as well. All of those things put strain on the computer. And so when the computer's under stress, especially if it's a laptop, those fans are going to start spinning up and that fan noise is going to get picked up on mic. And then that becomes a problem for future you or for your podcast editor, which may end up incurring some costs depending on how long they need to spend cleaning up the audio. Number 11, then, yes, is have you stopped your computer from going bong when you get a new message? So, yes, you might have quit all your apps, but some apps run in the background and are checking things for you. Sometimes you get notifications that go, 
when you know there's a new calendar invite or something sometimes we forget to close slack and then slack does its little weird bottle opener sound or whatsapp does its sound the amount of times i've edited crowdcasts where there's there's just whatsapps and slacks pinging off in the background because people are just hey we're just having a we're just having a crowdcast it's fine it's informal but when you're in that audio only environment it's a very different expectation and it needs to be much more of a sealed environment and we need to send the signal that you and your guest care about the time that you're spending with the listener and having notifications going off sort of kind of suggests that you don't really and i know that's not true you do care about the time that you're spending with your guest uh, or, or with the listener but the listener doesn't know that because they've just heard oh well they're checking their phone <laughs> All right, so that covers most of what you need to do if you're recording solo. Uh, but if you're recording with a guest, there's still a few things that we need to do. So let's take a breath and come back to the list in a sec. Okay, so number 12 on our pre-flight checklist is, do you know your guest's preferred gender pronouns? Don't assume, that's all. Just, just, just don't assume. There's no shame in asking, in confirming just checking you know what your pronouns are what do you go by and then similarly do you know how to pronounce your guest's name number 14 do they know what to expect of the conversation so when i'm doing certain interview shows i will say to my guest listen i i do all of the intros and outros later so we can just go into a conversation and what I try and do is just have a fairly relaxed conversation I hit record as quickly as possible or as soon as possible once I know that the the audio is sounding okay and then we go in and just we just have a chat for a bit and so it loosens us both up and then at some point I will sidle into a question and because I know how I put episodes together I know that I can record my intro later and so that I can join those two things together so I don't worry too much I don't have to necessarily ask a formal question either I could just talk about a particular topic and if they chime in and they find that interesting then that's great and i can find an edit point so what's important is are they hanging on for a while thinking is this have we started is this is this the thing you know or have they got questions about can they swear that kind of stuff you know you can let the let them know sort of fairly early on you know here's how we do it either yes we're going to do the whole thing i'm going to count down from five and then i'm going to introduce you and we'll you know go through all the stuff or is it let's just have a conversation and i'll record the intro and outro in post as long as the guest knows that it can just make them feel a bit more comfortable number 15 can you hear your guest clearly chances are if you can hear them clearly then it's going to come through okay in the recording but if that's not the case if it's sounding a little bit muffled for whatever reason best to nip that in the bud now and sort it out because yes there are circumstances in which a podcast editor or a, a sound engineer can help with that stuff, but they can't work miracles and they can't make new sound. So if there are frequencies being lost because the guest is on a really awful headset, you can't bring those frequencies back, not even with AI, um, not even with Descript Studio Sound, you know, if, if if those sort of S's and those brighter sounds are lost because someone's on a really old headset, it's going to sound like they're on a phone from the 1950s and there's not a lot you can do about that. Rather than, in that instance, you could just say, well, what what would happen if you 
changed from the headset mic to your laptop mic. It might actually sound all right. And then that's that's something that, that you can sort out. So making sure that they actually sound nice and clear and you're happy with that audio quality. And then number 16, are they on the right microphone? Um, so if they're using the headset mic, get them to tap it. You know, if you're not sure, ask them to, to tap or rub the microphone. Usually rubbing is a good one because a tap might be picked up elsewhere because it's quite percussive uh, and it, it might reverberate elsewhere. Whereas just gently rubbing the microphone head, it's much more likely to get picked up on the mic. And so you'll actually know then, uh, and you might even be able to see it in, um, depending on, on what software you're using, you might actually see in the meter whether that audio is being picked up. Next up is, can your guest hear you clearly? Are they happy? Just just ask, you know, um, you, you might actually find that they might help you diagnose something that you didn't realize was an issue. Just making sure they can hear you uh, and you sound okay to them as much as, really as a courtesy thing as uh, you know uh, as anything else number 18 have you tested the lag on your call so this is something you could have a bit of fun with if you're feeling uh, so inclined uh, but the the reason behind it like I've, I've said before is knowing what that lag is gives you a sense of okay we're dealing with you know three or four seconds here one of the things to really bear in mind if you're going to experience lag of anything more than a second is ask really definitive, definite questions. What we sometimes do is we'll ask a question and, you know, I was interested in, in what you thought about this. So what is it that you think? You know, can you, yeah, what is it that, um, yeah, that you think about that thing? You know, what do you think? You know, and we sort of do that because we haven't had the cue back from the guest that, Yes, they, they're on board. They get what the question is. So what I would always encourage you to do is ask a nice definitive question with a definitive end. And if they need clarification, you can clarify and then you can edit that out in the in the edit because that makes the guest sound smarter because you know it makes them almost sound telepathic. Like they, they got everything that you needed from the question, even if you didn't say it all. It makes it sound like it was a springboard for them to really go off on one, which is really great. So... Ask a short, definitive question. Not a closed question, but ask a question that has a definite... When the when you hit the question mark, stop speaking. That's the, that's the rule. Once you know what the lag is, you can set those expectations around, okay, if I've stopped speaking and there's some silence, it's probably not because they didn't understand the question. It's probably because there's lag. And so knowing what that lag is is really useful. So one of the things you could do is you could do a silly little test like... When I say pod, you say cast. Pod! And then if there's, you know, <laughs> uh, 30 seconds of silence before the person comes back and says cast, then you know you've got a problem. If the lag's really bad, just move on to another system. You know, if it's on Riverside and the lag's really poor, just move to Zoom. In some respects, I think in many respects, keeping that spontaneity, keeping that human side of, of a conversation is probably more important than that crystal clear audio. So... Uh, number 19, have you pinpointed any problematic noises during your pre-recording chat? So you might find as you start to have a conversation with your guests that they're jingling around or they're, they're wearing one of those uh, sets of earbuds and they've got long hair and the mic is brushing against their hair. That's really, really common. You've got someone with long hair and they've got the little mic, the little earbud mic thing, the little remote control is dangling sort of at, uh, at chest height 
uh, where their hair is and their hair is rubbing against it. They might have a, uh, a hoodie with a zip that's doing the same thing. If you notice that as soon as you notice it in that sort of getting to know you, getting comfortable chat, it's at that point when you just say, hey, can we sort this out? Can you, you know, tie your hair back? Do you mind unzipping your hoodie? Or put it, you know, putting something else on because it's it's causing interference, and we want to make sure you sound your best. Remember, this is always in service of making the guests sound their best and their smartest. It's all for their benefit. And then number twenty, have you pressed record? Seriously, you, you, I'm sure you know it. I'm sure you've been there. Many, many people have. I certainly have. You get so far in, and and it's a blinder, and then you go. Oh no! Oh no! 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 I haven't. I haven't pressed record, and it's just a horrible sinking feeling. You've either got to go back and do the whole thing again, or whatever. So, yeah, last item in the checklist: Have you pressed record? All right. So, this isn't just a listicle. This isn't just a bullet bullet point rundown of of things you should do. These are things that will prevent rubbish audio quality from making it into your episodes or, in the case of number 20, no audio making it in at all. Um, or at least it will go a long way towards preventing a lot of this stuff. Now, the best way to make sure that this works for you is to put it into action. If you use Notion, I've linked to this checklist so you can duplicate it and add it to your own workspace. You can literally just tick the boxes with your mouse or with your or with your Meet Stylus. If you use a to-do app, uh, you can create a new project for each episode and then copy these items in as tasks and then tick them off as, as you go along. Feel free to add and remove things from this list that make sense to you. What's important is that you stick to the list and follow it. Whatever your list is, I'm not saying mine is definitive. What is important here is that you have a list and then you stick to it. Don't assume you've got it covered or tick something off on autopilot. That's exactly how mistakes happen because we're human. Putting these systems in place helps support our squishy meat brains with a solid structure that's got our back. So get started on your own checklist now. Take mine and adapt it if you like, and I'm confident that you'll see a big uptick in quality as a result. Do you already follow a checklist? Is there anything I've missed from mine? Join me and other helpful podcasters like yourself in our community space at thehelpfulpodcaster.com slash join and we can compare notes thank you so much for listening and let's do this together 